Welcome to the Real Raw You podcast. I'm your host, Katie Duda, a certified nutrition and digestive health coach, sharing with you how to navigate the noisy wellness world that exists today by cutting through it with an anti-diet science-backed approach. I use my experience of overcoming a long battle with anorexia to now educate and empower you to step into your full potential. I share approachable tips both on and off the plate for how to fuel your body, mind, and spirit with nourishing choices so that you can finally have the energy, clarity, and confidence you desire but have been unable to achieve it in this ever-confusing and ever-changing diet-focused culture. I'm so honored that you're here. Let's get into it. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. So good to have you here today. I'm talking all about a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, If you've been following the show for a while and following me, you probably won't. This won't come uh, maybe as too big of a shock, but for some new people, this might be. And it's rather maybe a controversial topic and maybe you would probably never expect to hear out of a health coach's mouth. But I'm going to be talking to you about the type of clients that I do not work with. And just as important it is as it is to know who you work with, I also think it's important for you to know who you don't work with. And that can that can be applied to all areas and elements of life. So who you are as a person, you should also know who you're not as a person. It just is really empowering to be able to know both sides of where you stand in certain topics, and it allows you to serve deeper in that area that where you do stand, you can really go all in on and have connection at a deeper level. So this conversation was inspired by a recent conversation I had last weekend with a student of mine who recently went through my digital health coaching program, Nourish to Flourish, and we were chatting and it was a really great, beautiful conversation. And I was it then prompted this this um, this episode, and so um, basically, uh, without going too much into detail, when I was asking her what drove her to want to work with me and purchase my digital course, you know, she was really really frustrated with the weight gain that she had put on. And she kept talking about weight gain and weight gain and um, using numbers on scales in terms of um, specific moments in her life when she remembered putting on X amount more weight and this amount more weight. And it it was completely debilitating and paralyzing to her that she felt so uninspired and unmotivated. And she had mentioned that most people would not ever expect her to be overweight, but she internally felt really uncomfortable and disgusted with herself, she even said. Um, And so when she started going through my course, though, she then realized that it wasn't just the the way that she was putting so much pressure and shaming into the foods that she was eating as to why she was gaining this weight and why then she felt so uninspired. And she thought when she purchased my course that she needed more um, inspiring ways to, um, you know, look at food in a wholesome way without having to obsess and fix over calories because she was kind of exhausted from it, right? If you know me and follow me, I don't provide meal plans or calorie counting or macro counting. I don't do any of that. Um, in fact, we're working with clients. A lot of times we barely even touch too, too much on the food. Rather, we touch on everything else in life that's driving and, um, and, and deriving from, inflammation in the body that has nothing to do with the food that you're putting in your body. So anyways, we, we get talking and she said, you know, then I started going through your course 
And I was introduced to this amazing concept that I never heard of before, and that's called the circle of life. And I've talked about the circle of life briefly on here, but essentially what the circle of life is, is the circle of life is what's in your life that uh, is on a emotional level, a relational level, a career level, spirituality level, finances, home environment. How are those areas of your life doing? Do you feel fulfilled or do you feel depleted in those areas? Because the reality is, is that if there's areas in your life in that circle of life that are completely out of balance, meaning sure, there's always some areas that we want to be working on. There's some focus areas and they change every month, right? So it's always important to kind of recheck back in at the end, at the beginning of every month. How's your circle of life looking this month? How has it changed from last month? And where do you want to focus this month? Because we're always evolving and growing and we're human. And so there's always going to be areas that we need to improve on. However, if there's elements in your career or your relationships that are so depleted, then that then feeds into, let's say you hate your job. You're completely uninspired. You're unmotivated. You're burnt out. Now you feel that stress from your career and feeling trapped from not finding fulfillment from it. And then you turn to the food as your emotional outlet and coping mechanism to fill the void that your career can't fill for you because you're not getting that. So no matter how amazing you're fueling your body, figuratively speaking, with good foods, good nutrition, if we don't focus and put enough effort to constantly be looking to how can I better improve these other areas of my life, you're always going to find ways to self-sabotage yourself in one way or another, but via over-exercise, restricting your food, binging your food, because you need to find ways to fill that void that you're not filling through the other areas that have nothing to do with food. So she was introduced to this concept of the circle of life and really asked and called to take a deep look internally at what was going on in her life that actually was really causing her to feel so overwhelmed and stressed out that she needed to obtain this certain weight in order to feel successful, to feel validated, to feel happy. And her entire perspective shifted. So that was such an aha moment for me to remind myself that there are so many people out there, myself, I was right there with you if you're going through this, that use the scale as a defining metric for thinking that it's going to bring them health and happiness. And the problem is, is that happiness is a contingent, circumstantial, emotional outlet, meaning If I do this, then I'll feel happy. So something has to happen in order for you to feel happy. And then you achieve that goal, you achieve that weight, and then now you're on to a lesser weight, right? If you don't know my story, I had an eating disorder for the better part of my late teen, early 20 years, to the point where I was almost had a pacemaker put into my heart at a resting heart rate of 38 beats per minute at night, which was essentially almost, almost F really, really, really poor relationship with myself and going through a lot of therapy, learning how much of a control mechanism the the restricting really was, was um, a really a, a part of my rebirthing and, um, and, and healing journey. Uh, it was really this cry out for validation and this obsessiveness to be perfect. But when I was at my lowest weight, right, I started out, it was just so innocent and so mindless. Like I just want to get to, let's say, 100 20 pounds. And then I got to 120 pounds. And then I wanted to be 110, then 105. 
then 100, then 95, right? I kept going down all the way to 92, 89 pounds, I think was my lowest. And I'm five foot eight and I was 20 years old. So I got down to a very, very scary, slippery slope. My point is, is it's not about the number. It's that that number that you're chasing It's what it represents. It has nothing to do with the weight loss itself and everything to do with everything else in your circle of life that you feel is out of balance. And so when I was at my lowest weight, theoretically, originally when I started on this diet train, thinking that my lower weight was going to bring me happiness, I was obviously my unhappiest and also my unhealthiest internally. Though, you know, I thought obtaining that target weight goal initially would bring me happiness. Somewhere along the lines, I got so blinded and completely out of alignment with what who I was that I was chasing after this number that I was completely lost and hit rock bottom. So remember, happiness is circumstantial, meaning if we achieve something, then we'll be happy, then we'll get you know, to be able to go after our goals and dreams, then we'll be able to take a break on our career, then we'll be able to step back and do things that bring us joy. But until then, we have to keep going, going, going. And that's this unfortunate. That's just what we've subscribed to and signed up for in this society is, is this achievement high output. If this, then that. And it really is a race to the bottom in terms of burnout and a way to Go through your years of life, eventually then having regret and uh, burning yourself out. So I just want you to really take a hard look at and encourage yourself, excuse me, to ask yourself, how often are you using the scale as a metric of defining your overall happiness and success? Are you using the scale more than once a week? It's an initial checkpoint question that I would ask initial clients. And uh, most times the answer is yes. And then I ask why, why, like what happens if you step on that scale and you don't see what you want to see? Furthermore, what are you, why are you actually hoping to see that number? What does that number actually represent to you? And so I just want you to think about that because when I was what was classified as a lean, maybe lean to normal BMI, and I physically then looked fit, let's call it quote unquote fit by American standards. Um, This is into my recovery days into my mid 20s. I was also still pretty unhappy. I had some major health issues going on that I was dealing with from years of deprivation. So my hormones I wasn't able to get a period after coming off the birth control pill for four years. I had a leaky gut, tons of food intolerances, um, a lot of skin and eczema issues, and also just felt really, really exhausted throughout the day. So I was not living in alignment with my truth. I was in a career that was really, really stressful and completely not me at all. Uh, So that really emotionally wore on me. Um, which then I used other outlets like exercise and food to punish myself or to um, binge to actually try to bring some happiness back into my life that I didn't have. And so no matter what BMI I was or weight I was, if I wasn't willing to address the career, if I wasn't willing to address boundaries, if I wasn't willing to address other things in my life, lack of self-worth, it doesn't matter how what the scale tells me because I still am not physically and psychologically and physiologically healthy, if that makes any sense. 
The BMI, the scale does not define your happiness. And it also doesn't, you never know what's going on inside someone. So don't, don't subscribe to the idea that when you hit a certain weight, all of this happiness is going to become unlocked. So my thing is when I'm working with potential clients and they're coming to me initially with wanting to lose weight, I ask them some hard hitting questions in terms of, well, tell me why you want to lose the weight. What do you think the weight off is going to represent? Meaning, you know, when you hit this weight that you're hoping you can by working with me, what are you hoping to feel? And why do you feel that the weight loss itself is going to bring you happiness? Now, there are some cases where you are, there is someone that is you know, 50 pounds overweight, and that weight loss coming off will actually be freeing and will provide more energy and will make people physically feel better. Yes, not denying that. I'm talking to people who are like, I've got this stubborn five to seven pounds that I just need to lose. And it's like, is that really five to seven pounds going to make a big difference on your overall health in terms of your vitality? Because I would really beg to differ that it has something deeper that you might think that maybe that five to seven pounds was in your early 20s and you're craving and longing and missing for your life, your independence, your freedom in your early 20s. Maybe you're missing and you think that the weight loss will bring validation. You don't feel valued or worthy anymore. And so you think if you lose the weight, like American society has told us, we will then now feel validated. And I ask these tough kidding questions because if people aren't willing to share with me and go deeper and actually help and explore further what the weight loss to them represents, I don't work with them. Because no matter how many um, amazing recipes I can give you and how many great supplements I can suggest based on your nutritional deficiencies and how great of sleep routines we can implement and a morning routine and meditation and exercise. If we're not really true and, and willing to get down to the hard hitting questions behind why, what's driving your need to want to actually lose this weight and realize that it has nothing to do in the most cases with weight loss and everything to do with what the weight loss represents, we'll never see success. We will never click. We'll never actually, you won't get your money's worth working with me and I won't get my time's worth in terms of actually having an impact on your life, which is why I do what I do. So remember that happiness is circumstantial. So weight loss is circumstantial and it is a worldly vicious cycle that it never is fulfilling. So you're going to hit the weight goal, then you're going to want to lose more weight and more weight and more weight. And we're just staying at that surface level. We're never actually getting deep rooted down to what's actually driving your behavior to want to lose the weight. Because then we can start to have this real organic conversation to have then some deeper meaningful action items in terms of what to do in order to have faster results, because you're going to be more aligned with who you are. So weight loss does not bring happiness and losing weight does not mean necessarily that you're going to be healthier. The more important question that I want you to ask yourself is what chapter in your life did this did this weight that you are trying to obtain represent? Was it freedom? Was it confidence? Was it connection? And why 
more importantly, do we as a society fear gaining weight so much? I think we fear that we'll be rejected if we gain weight. I know that was for me. I felt like I would be rejected if I went back up in weight, that people would notice that I would look like I was lazy or that, I don't know, I had crazy thoughts. And a lot of it has kind of been blacked out because of the state of my health in which I got at a certain point. But I want you to think about, flip the script. What about the lost opportunities that you've missed out on from living a life fixated and obsessing about numbers on scales? What conversations, what opportunities, what dinner parties have you said no to? Because the scale has been your defining metric of happiness and worthiness, and you've said no to relationships and conversations. So provided, this is this is the, the key point I want you to take away, provided that you're eating a generally speaking, wholesome real food diet, which honestly, clients that come to me, they have the diets down, they're eating real food, they're like almost on the scale of maybe too obsessive and restrictive, which can be problematic as well. We never, ever want to have restrictive thoughts or some foods are good, some foods are bad. There's foods, no, There's foods that are better for us that actually help and encourage cell reproduction and growth and muscle growth and um, longevity, reduced inflammation. And then there's foods that really don't do much for us. And so we're trying to reclassify foods in terms of they are empowering and they do great things for us and they help us feel good. And then there's foods that don't. There's no real good or bad foods because then that creates food fears. So I want you to think about in terms of eating real wholesome foods that come from the ground or trees, nuts, seeds, um, potatoes, organic, sustainably raised meats, poultry, um, and you're doing things that are in your what I call authentic alignment, the Real Raw You podcast. What does that mean? It means you're living your real raw truth. You're in relationships. You're in circles of friends. You're in careers. You're living in a place geographically that bring all of these things elevate and raise your higher vibration. They bring out the best in you. You feel like when you're doing them for the most part, you are there's no friction, right? You're living in a light life in an authentic alignment. You're not saying one thing and doing another. You're not in a career that is soul sucking and then you binge at night on Instagram and living this life that you wish you lived career, relationships, exercise, all of this authentic alignment holds true across all of those modalities. And you're generally taking care of yourself and you feel good. If your body puts on a few pounds, that to me tells me it needed a few extra pounds. It needed a few extra pounds to tell your body, hey, it's okay. I'm safe. And you can start getting your period again. You can start removing the symptoms of um, hormonal imbalances. You can start removing the inflammation. You don't need to hold on to this um, survival state because you're going to get adequate calories at this next meal. You're going to get rest like I promised. You're not going to overexercise. All of those decisions come much more organically, by the way, eating well, resting well, exercising authentically when you are full in your circle of life. So now if you're overweight, like significantly overweight, or just you're, you're thinking that you want to lose weight and that there might be a few extra pounds in the center that 
you're like, I don't know how this all of a sudden came on, but I like my jeans don't fit anymore. And I, I know that it's, it's to a point where it's uh, debilitating in terms of my energy. I feel lethargic. I don't feel healthy. Then that would tell me that one of these things that I mentioned above in terms of eating, eating well, exercising authentically, career relationships, managing your stress, sleeping well, taking care of yourself, one or more of those areas of your life you're not doing. And so that's when we would need to assess your lifestyle and diet congruently as the body is likely holding on to body fat as a means of protection, or there's excess inflammation going on in the body. All simple fixes, the body is completely resilient and adaptable if you're willing to do the work. So my point is this, if you use the scale more than one time a week, I want to encourage you to consider breaking up with the scale. If it's causing more harm than good, it is definitely time to consider parting ways. It's consuming more of your mental capacity than honestly it deserves because quite honestly, the scale is one of the most vague, non-descriptive measures of addressing your overall health. So I want you instead to start how you feel. Do you feel tired when you wake up? That's not a good sign. You should feel restored and recharged. Do you feel at two o'clock in the afternoon, you're needing some caffeine in order to get through the day? Not a good feeling. Do you feel bloated? Do you not have regular bowel movements? Are you getting a regular period, right? These are questions that I want you to ask yourself in terms of how do you feel if you don't know where to start? Are you experiencing pain, digestive issues, hormonal imbalances, food sensitivities, skin issues, right? That's all indicative to me that there's something going on with your gut. That's where we would start, not your weight. So when I'm going through, and it's just as much of a conversation of a potential client seeing and vetting if I'm going to be a good fit for them as it is, are they going to be a good fit for me? Because we have to both gel together in terms of the way that we are hoping and wanting to work. And if I feel that it's just very surface level in terms of they only want me to give them some sort of a, a diet meal plan that's going to make them lose weight, we're just not going to be a good fit because it's just not in my wheelhouse. And I know how surface level weight loss actually is and how little nutrition means if we don't cover and tackle some of these bigger hitting issues. So that is my TED talk for today on why I don't work with clients who only come to me wanting to lose weight and aren't willing to go beyond the surface level of really helping me understand what that weight loss would represent so that they can then understand, ah, it isn't really just the number on the scale that I'm chasing. Rather, it's something else that I'm hoping and longing for. And I'm wondering if you, Katie, can help me out. I wish you success. I wish you a prosperous 2021 and a beautiful new year. Whenever you're listening to this episode, I hope that you found significant value from this. And I do encourage you to consider breaking up with the scale. If you are looking for more, you can follow me on Instagram at ditch the scale. And as always, if you are wanting and needing support in areas of your life that you are sick of trying to do it on and handle your healing journey all by yourself, I would love to talk to you, have a conversation with you. I do offer 15-minute free phone consultation chats that are completely a no-pressure, two-way conversation where I'm going to be understanding what your desires and needs are from working with the health coach, and then you can better understand how I work as well. I will put the link to schedule a free chat in the show notes if that interests you. And as always, if this episode you found meaningful and insightful, you found it could help benefit someone in your life that you know, please feel free to share it. Please feel free to write a review. All of those reviews mean so much and help. 
somebody else who needs to hear this show land in their um, iTunes, any platform that however you are listening to the show. Sending you so much love and light, and I will see you same time, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.